The following podcast is brought to you by Lady Norland's Cajun Cafe, RVA's favorite Cajun hideaway, in the fan at the corner of Maine and Stafford. Find out more at ladynorlands.com. Welcome to Rams Rewind, a podcast that looks back at all of the action from VCU men's basketball. After each game, our host George Templeton talks live on Facebook with Ram fans and gives his take on the team's performance. And now, here's George. Wasn't that absolutely marvelous? Wasn't that second half... So, I mean, we talked about... I've talked about how certain games could hang in the Louvre they could hang in an art gallery or even in the Louvre. They're that beautiful. That second half is the best 20 minutes VCU's played, and I'm trying to remember when, and I can't remember. It's that dadgum good. And before we start, little tales from the non-conference update. St. Peter's just beat Fairfield 70-59, to so that, that helps them in their quest to get that number two seed behind the rampant Iona Gales in the, uh, in the Metro Atlantic, so we do like that. That was the only other... A game of interest, at least for, for me as a VCU fan tonight, was making sure that the Peacocks could do the job, and they did uh, on the road at Fairfield, so well done them. But yes, Rams Rewind, sponsored by our good friends at Lady Nolans. Oh, wouldn't I love to go down there after this game and have some delicious Cajun food and celebrate that performance, because think about that first half. This team was struggling from the field. Uh, you know, they missed, you know, they they absolutely, they could not get out of their own way for most of that first half. It was, it was, they, you know, don't have Hassan Ward. Keyshawn Curry goes down, what is it, seven, eight minutes into the game with a knee injury. They've got foul trouble for Vince Williams and Ace Baldwin who gets two foul shots. Uh they're down eight points late in the half, and that's the and that's really the amazing thing, you know. Rich, you know, the Spiders had to had to make some shots at the end of the game. But think of this: from let's see here, they get the basket by Golden with two oh one left uh, in in the in the first half, and they make four. And I think they go until the second half. Let me see here, because I think they made a bunch of field. I think they made like two or three field goals at the end. But I think they had like, oh, that's not it. Hold on one second here. When they end up with eight, and I'm going to look at this again. But I think they only had four field goals up to the under 16 of the second half. Or the under, excuse me, the under four of the second half. So they don't make any, they, they get no points in the last two minutes. And then let's see here. They get one. Two from there. That was good. Three is uh, Sherrod. So they get three, like in the. They get three at the under. They got three field goals made at the under. Uh, at the under six. Uh, no, excuse me. Not even at the under sixteen. Yeah, at the under sixteen. And then let's see here. So they make they make their third. They get they actually get the three field goals. So they got Sherrod makes a three to get it to forty to thirty six at sixteen twenty eight. And then I think they make. One field goal for like a long time. There's Gustafson at twelve oh three. Free throw. Two. So there's there's KO at seven fifty five. So they made two field goals. 
good gravy. Two, the, until, okay, so from 1603 to 545, so that's over 10 minutes. They made two field goals in 10 minutes. And, and yes, Bruce Stevenson, I have got to shout you out because you said, where is Brown Jones? Why is he getting in the game? Brown Jones, of all the second half people in the second half who were magnificent, and believe me, uh, they they were magnificent. You know, the whole team was fantastic in the second half. Brown Jones, who I think did not even get on the floor in the first half, he plays 11 minutes and gets 11 points and seven rebounds in 11 minutes. Absolutely outstanding. And VCU, Richmond, Richmond had six rebounds going into the last media timeout. So that's 14 minutes and 15 minutes and change. Excuse me, 16 minutes and change. It's six rebounds. So they had, they just had to get, they had to do, they had to get five rebounds. They had to get five rebounds in the last segment of the game when it's over as a contest, just to get, just to get the double figures. VCU out rebounds them by 12 in the second half. Absolutely outstanding. And Brown Jones was was Brown Jones was center to that. Absolutely right, Bruce Stevenson. He was I mean, look, and Shane Kennedy, Brown Jones has been coming along. I mean, when you think about you go back to the Bahamas and you go back to that Connecticut game where in my opinion, he pretty much cost us the game at the end, uh, with some of the plays he made in the regulation and then in overtime. And you think from now, from that point to now, he is just, he's come along so fantastically well. I, I, it, I mean, it was astounding. And look, VCU didn't make, a, didn't make a shot in the last four minutes of the game. And they still shoot 56.7%, 17 to 30 in the second half. I mean, this was a clinic. This was an absolute clinic in the second half. And yes, Frank Height, the young the young guys have changed the game. But what happens is, if you got good freshmen and you take your lumps with them early, they're not really freshmen when you get to the end of the season. And they've learned a lot, and they've improved and gotten better. And that's what's happened with all these guys. Nick Kern's another one, Bruce Stevenson. There was some frustration with him early in the season because he was kind of struggling a little bit. But you know what happened with Nick Kern? His, his, I told, I said at the time, I said him and him and 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 Josh Banks both. I think their time's going to come. And Josh Banks, you know, he's had a couple games where he's made some plays for us. But Nick Kern tonight, with with all the foul trouble in the backcourt, those five points were part of the reason they got back in the game after they got down eight. I, I thought Kern was tremendous tonight. Made some really athletic plays. And he only had one assist. He probably should have had two more. And that's the other thing. It's People will might, might look at that shooting percentage and say, oh, that's a fluke. But it's not a fluke. When you get 11 assists on 17 made field goals, that's not a fluke when you shoot 17 to 30. That's great offense. And that was the hallmark of what they did. And you think about and again, the turnaround from the first half is remarkable. They had three assists in the first half. That's it. They were 11 of 31 from the field with three assists. So again, it is remarkable. No ward. Curry injured. Williams two fouls. Uh, Baldwin two fouls. And they shoot 11 of 31, and it's tied at halftime. And I know, even with Curry, Curry's injury, I know that locker room was pumped. 
when they went in there. Uh, it would have been even better if they, they hit the shot to buzzer to take the lead. But they they had to be feeling good because it's like everything has gone against them and and they're still tied and Richmond hasn't got them in a big hole. And, and you could see the confidence. And, and Ben Brown... Ben Brown says Brands run some of their best offensive sets tonight in the second half. It started on the very first possession. They're working the clock, working it down. Baldwin does a little drive and he hesitates because he thinks he's got the he thinks he's got the space, but he really doesn't, and he recognizes it. And he's waiting and waiting and waiting for I think it's Deloach to come on on they go to the play by play so I get this I want to get this right. Yes, it's Deloach. He is just waiting for KO to come. He is waiting for KO to come because when he does, he's going to get it to Deloach. It's a perfect fast dunk foul. And, of course, that's three fouls on KO. So it was, I mean, yes, Deloach missed the free throw, but it was a double whammy from Richmond because they need KO out there. He, he baits KO into coming just enough. Perfect pass to Deloach. KO tries to get back, and he should have just let him go because you don't want the third foul 20 seconds into the into the half because you almost feel like you got to sit. And, of course, that's what happens, and and it just went from there. The smooth – Jason Hutto, great comment. The smooth pick and rolls we had the game. Yes, and here's the problem. The, here's the problem if you're a defensive team defending VCU. You, you want to – you want to say – well, we're just going to make sure we cover that roll man and we're we're going to let him have that jumper. But Baldwin is shooting the ball so well that you can't give him that shot. And you can't give Williams that shot either. And you look tonight. Uh, let's see here. Baldwin's only one for three from three, but he's six of 11. Williams, five of seven from the field, free through three from five. On a pick and roll, if you go under... And you're going to give Baldwin or Williams that shot. You're going to pay. You're going to pay the stinking penalty every time. Yes, none as well. None didn't shoot as well tonight. I think that's the one guy they could probably get away with doing that with. But one good thing about none is, a lot of the times he'll attack that rim if he's got if he if he if he's got the room. He'll attack that rim. And I and that's the thing. I can live with none's three for nine because he only took one three tonight. And that's the other thing. VCU again. Smart with their three-point shots. They only took seven tonight in the second half. They took 14 for the game. They were six of 14. They were four from seven in, in the second half. So when they're taking threes, they're not chucking and ducking like Richmond, who were who were two for 12 and had to make a couple at the end to get that thing anywhere near respectable. They were six of 25, and they, they made two at the end when it didn't matter. Gustafson hit one, and I think, uh, I can't remember who hit the other one near the end. But VCU shot selection, so good. So freaking good. Absolutely outstanding tonight. But again, worked the offense. When I was listening to the game, it felt like they were taking a lot of shots early in the clock. But as the game wore on, they were more patient. They were working. And look, you if you can get the, if you can get a shot at the basket early, that's the kind of early offense I'm looking for. But in general, especially in the second half, they were working the offense, and it paid on the other end. You could see it. Richmond were tiring in this game. They 
they did the reason they were missing all those threes and they and they essentially abandoned it in the second half until the very end when it didn't matter. They weren't they weren't getting the lift on their shots. They weren't. They were absolutely not getting the lift on its shots and show because Gilliard, I'm pretty sure he hit a couple of threes early and then he didn't make one the rest of the game. He's two for seven and three for ten. Um both Bruce and Mike Michael P. Dunn, you're both right. The fans tonight were fantastic. Uh, uh, the fans were loud. It was a great crowd. We really need that kind of crowd for these other games. We we absolutely need that crowd for Mason, for St. Bonaventure. We need to have that because uh, it's absolutely going to be critical. I mean, look, this team struggled at home all year. I even told somebody, somebody asked me, thought, thought about betting VCU tonight. I said, don't do it because, you know, they haven't played well at home this year. They've played better on the road. Easily their best performance of the year, the whole war away, and certainly their best performance of the year, period. Uh, and the crowd was on it from the get-go. Uh, I could hear it on the radio when I was finishing up my shift, uh, and then you could certainly hear it in the second half. I love the We Run Richmond chants. Oh, oh, oh. It almost brings a tear to my eye, as Ric Flair would say. I flippin' love that. I flippin' love it. But this second half, honest to goodness, again, as 20 good minutes as you could play, as you could play a game of basketball. And and look, you know, they were talking about it. They were talking about it on the on the uh, on the TV about all the guys that scored in the second half. And look, one of them wasn't Keyshawn Curry, who I can't believe he got back out there. And I'll be honest, I wasn't I wasn't a fan of it. Because, you know, that injury looked bad. It sounded bad on the radio when they showed the replay of it. It looked worse. Maybe it inspired him. Maybe it didn't. But think of this. You know, they had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight guys score in the second half. And one of them is not Curry. You know, that that that's remarkable. Brown Jones, by the way, leading all scores, if you're talking about just the second half with 11. <laughs> just tremendous. Tremendous. They had two turnovers in the second half. And I'm and, and again, we've talked about it ad infinitum, but I'm gonna say it again. For this awful offense we're supposed to have, when we don't turn it over, this is what we can do. 49 points in the second half. We got to what? The under eight, and it almost matched the first half. So it just shows you again, this is a team. That if they're smart, if they don't do the unforced errors, if they work the offense, they have the firepower to match it with anybody. Yeah, you're not going to get 11 points from Brown Jones and a half every night. I understand that. But look, none tonight. Did, 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 I mean, that's the thing. We're talking about him. He's 0 for 5 in the first half. He's 3 for 4 in the second half and makes all his free throws and has two assists. I mean, that's... That's damn near perfect from from Jaden Nunn tonight. I mean, that's outstanding. Vince Williams, who only plays nine minutes in the second half because of the fouls, three for four, two for three from the field, eight points in the second half. And I think ends up with, what was it, 13 or 14 for the game? No, 15 for the game. Ties a team high. Ties a game high. Um, I, I, I mean, again, you haven't, if, you, if we see a better half of, of basketball than this, after this game, I can't wait to see it. 
Oh, that's exactly right, Bruce Stevenson. ESPN2 Friday nights, which have been an absolute nightmare. Not tonight. Not tonight. Just just so dominant. 23-11 to 11 in rebounds in the second half. And let me see here. What was even VCU shooting the ball as well as they did? I think they might have won offense. Yeah, here's the other thing. Richmond's 8-23, but it can only manage three offensive rebounds and three second-chance points. And again, two of those came right at the end when it didn't matter. VCU 17-30 and still gets seven offensive rebounds and eight second-chance points. I mean, you're kidding me with that. You're kidding me with that in the second half. 10-0 fast-break points in the second half. Uh, points in the paint, 26-8. Holy moly. Yeah, the uh, the old the old spiders. Uh, hey, Chris Conway, I thank you. You know, watch later, listen tomorrow when it drops. Whenever I I appreciate it. Uh, no, Chris Christian Ferrace, we're we're just sending them back three back down to three. Was it three chop road over the Nickel Bridge, right, or what used to be the Nickel Bridge? It was the Nickel Bridge when my grandparents lived in Richmond seventy years ago, or almost seventy years ago. Send them back there. I mean, it, it, again, you cannot dominate a half. Pretty much the way VCU, you know. Here's the other thing. Richmond only had three turnovers in the second half, and VCU got six points off of them. So even even that, even that was fantastic, you know, tonight. I, I, again, I, I cannot remember 20 minutes as good as this for a long dang gum time. I'm trying to think. There's been some road games uh, that I can, well, you know what? The twenty minute the the, the the twenty minutes at Dayton in the second half last year was pretty darn was pretty darn amazing. I'll say that. I'll I'll say that that was that was that was pretty good. I don't think it was as good as this. Because again, remember this too. No Hassan Ward the entire night. No Hassan Ward. Yeah, Jalen. That's the other thing. Jalen Deloach. Yeah, yeah. Golden got some work on him early. But he kept Golden quiet. Golden got a lot of his points against Stockard tonight, and and you know what, you know you you, th- you think about the first half. Golden's three for five, and he's got eight points in the first half. They erased him in the second half. He had three points in the second half, one rebound, one assist. They erased him. I mean, and, and again, you know you're you're looking at the you're looking at. I think Gustafson hit like. One or two, they have even hit both of his three pointers in the last segment of the half, um, and and I mean other than that, you know, Richmond just gave just Zippo from them. Yeah, by the way, Deloach nearly made two and two on that trip to the foul line, uh, but whatever. He he had a, I think he had a really good night defensively. You know, I think the times we've been frustrated with his defensive play, I thought he had a really good night defensively. You know, we needed him to stay out there. He gets twenty three minutes tonight. Seven rebounds, seven points. I love that. You know, finishing with authority at the rim to start the second half. And again, that set the tone. They, the way they, the, that first possession just was just, I mean, the rest of the half just followed from it. It was beautiful. It was absolutely beautiful. I mean, look, when you get Arnold Henderson in the game, and too bad because it's like too bad the shot clock ran out on him because he would have got an assist because that was a nice little dribble and pass. And unfortunately, the shot clock ran out. And I'll be honest, the crowd was so loud, I couldn't even hear it anyway when the shot clock went out. Yeah, you know, Bruce, it's a good point. Brown, Jones, and Deloach in there. Uh, you're, get, you're talking about 
you're talking about a serious rebounding front line. And again, they get 11 rebounds in the second half. So just the two of them, that they matched what Richmond's whole team got in the second half. And that's just tremendous uh, from both of them. And I'm so pleased for Brown Jones, honest to goodness, because we were tough on him at the start of the year. And that Connecticut game, it, it made me want to pull a clumps of hair out of my head. I was so mad. But the way he's come along, and give him, and you know what? I imagine it was tough for him, too. I imagine that film review early in the season was hard for him to look at. But he has stuck with it. He has worked. He has worked. And he deserves a lot of credit. And I just want to praise the coaching staff in general because let's, let's just think about this now. You know, we're sitting here at the start of this month, 16 days ago, going out of our mind because at home, Dayton ran the Boston on them. And just and just destroyed them, absolutely barbalized them. It was a complete and utter defeat. Uh, just as to- just as total a beatdown as tonight was a victory. I mean, it was brutal. And look how they've responded. Yeah, the Duquesne game wasn't great, but they won. Rhode Island been a bugaboo team for them. They pretty much took care of them, no problem. George Mason on the road led the entire way. We're never under serious threat. Fordham never trailed in that game, kind of made a mess of it, but still won. Had some clutch free throws at the end. And then tonight, you know, that is that is supreme. And and look, we cha- you know, we challenged them, said, look, if, if you're gonna respond to this, if you're gonna lose a game like this, you've got to respond by winning the rest of your games this month. Well, that's five out of seven. We got two to go. We got Mason on Wednesday, which again. Bugaboo team at the Siegel Center, and then up there at UMass. Um, this, this is, this is just. I mean, again, this is the kind of response we were looking for, and you got it. And we've criticized the coaching staff for a lot this year. The only thing I'll criticize Mike Rhodes for tonight is that we have a gold out, and he doesn't wear any gold. So like, come on, Mike. You know, you gotta, you gotta do. And I know it's bad to imitate Roy Williams and some of these other coaches that do it. But tonight was a night for a gold jacket. It's a rivalry. You got to bring out, and it's got to be gold, gold. Like as gold as possible. Uh, Like gold, like one of our members of our group in the good and the bad and the ugly put up a picture. And she was all in gold and it was awesome. It's got to be gold like that, Mike Rhodes. Come on. Had to do it. Had to do it. it, Jason Hutto says player second efforts, fighting for their own rebounds under the basket. That effort was all this team needed. And and again, you know, I was frustrated in the first half because it felt like three or four times a Richmond player missed a shot and got their own rebound. Didn't happen in the second half, did it? Not at all. I mean, they just, they were so dominant on the backboard, I couldn't believe it. So it didn't matter. You know, a lot of day, a lot of games, if, if he's used only force and three turnovers and a half, you're going, uh-oh, that's a problem. Not tonight. Not tonight because VCU was just grabbing everything on the backboard. Again, Richmond only had six rebounds going to the last media timeout. I mean, that's astounding. That You know, you do not see that hardly in any game unless the other team just can't miss. That's about the only way you'd see, you know, six rebounds and a half is if the other team's shooting like 80% from the field. Richmond's shooting, you know, whatever the heck it was. They're shooting um, in the second half. They shot... You know, thirty-four point eight percent, eight to twenty-three, and they can't. They could hardly get any boards. It was this was just. I mean, VCU just almost totally erased them in the second half, and they needed 
they needed to have a hot little run at the end just to get just to get past twenty eight. Yeah, Doug Hines, I think I think Chris Mooney, I think it really is probably toast for him. Doug Hines says it could be a Mooney firing game. I mean they're not gonna there's no point in firing him now when the season's still on. And admittedly they're over five hundred in the conference. But but this is this is a disaster. I mean, they lose the they find a way to lose the game to VCU at home when they probably shouldn't have. They're up eight points at late in the first half in this game, and then they get absolutely destroyed. And 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 that is, you know, that's that's pretty tough for a team with this many veterans on it and this many guys who are, you know, a fifth and even a sixth year uh in, in, in this game. And I'm just gonna look because okay, so at the under at the under at the under sixteen, it's seventy two forty nine. Uh, and even Deloach makes even a free throw to push it up to 24. So to for them to get it even to somewhat respectability, Sherrod had to make a three. Gustafson made a three. Um, and Burton made a couple of free throws. So they had to get eight points in the last flipping 246 just to, just to surpass what they got in the first half. So, I mean, this, again... And again, the game's over at that point. It's 73-49 when they make that little run at the end. So it's like big flipping deal. I mean, VCU absolutely erased them. And here's the other thing. Tyler Burton, I mean, he had, he had a double-double, so he can at least claim he did a little better. But I'm pretty sure they kept him scoreless for almost the entire second half. Yeah, because he had, he had the free throw, and I think that got him to a double-double at 15-52. And I want to say he didn't score Okay, he had the two free throws at eleven thirty-five, and I don't think he scored again until he got uh, until he got the free throws at the end. So you know that's two games for Tyler Burton. He was one for twelve in the first one, and I think he ends up like four for nine. So they they did a job on him in these two games. Uh, yeah, he ends up four for nine. So they, you know, he's supposed to be an NBA prospect, and he was five of twenty-one. Uh, for the from the field, and I think he made one three pointer in two games against VCU. And remember, Curry was out there locking him up the first time, and Curry's barely out there in this game because he gets hurt. He only plays the 19 minutes uh, in the game because of the injury. And of course, that's the big watchword now. You know, uh, he's gonna he's we're gonna have to see because that knee is gonna swell now that the game is over. And he's and we'll have to see what happens with that because again I I did not like him coming back in at all in the game and I'm worried that he might have hurt it worse. Doug Hines asked how loud was it on TV? Very, and it was loud on the radio too. I mean, what's great about Robbie Robinson and and Rodney is that when a shot sometimes when a shot goes up and goes in, especially if it's a three, they'll hush up and let the crowd tell you. And one of the Williams threes in the first half, when they were starting, whoops, when they were starting to get back into it at twenty-eight after they were down twenty-eight twenty, it was loud when it went in, and it was loud on the television. I mean, even when with like with two minutes left, when they get the misses and get the rebound, and and they set it back up to run off another thirty seconds, you could hear it. The crowd were on there. The crowd were getting loud. They were getting on their feet. It was coming through the TV. Great. Somebody else said it in the game thread, and it's absolutely true. This was more like a VCU crowd pre-pandemic. This was more like it. A packed gym. It was loud. 
VCU swarming teams on defense and making them and making them making them just putting them in the blender a little bit, even without the havoc press. You had VCU chance, the we run Richmond chance for almost the entire last two minutes. It was great. It was great. It felt good. I I mean, like I say, who knows about the rest of the season and the seasons going forward. But I tell you what, it feels like VCU's left the pandemic behind tonight. Tonight's the night that we're going to be get back to maybe the VCU atmosphere in the Seagull Center is going to be more like it has been. And we might not be seeing as many duff performances at home as a result. Because let's be honest, it was hard, it was hard for VCU. VCU's played better on the road than they have at home this year. And I think a lot of that, and some of that is the crowds haven't been as good. They haven't been as energetic. People have complained about, you know, the presentation of the game and certain things. I think justifiably so. Tonight, that was, that's what I'm used to. That's the VCU that doesn't lose at home a lot because that crowd is into it. And remember, what's great about that place is they're right on top of everybody. So I, I, I like to think that we're going to see crowds like that at the final at the at the last few home games we've got which is Mason and St. Bonaventure and, and and by the way Wednesday is senior night for Vince Williams and I think there was a and Stock R2 or somebody else I can't remember so we better be packing that joint for Vince Williams and give him all the love and all the flowers cuz he deserves it and uh, I just can't wait for that oh I cannot wait for that I think it, I think I'm hoping that these last two home games are going to be pretty close to jammed, especially St. Bonaventure, because that's just a ma- that's just again that game is just looming larger and larger, as well as the game at St. Louis. But of course, we got to take care of the Patriots at home because we haven't done that the last few years, and we got to take care of UMass on the road before we get those two monster games. But I just I'm so impressed. I was almost it was almost in awe tonight because I I. I felt very good about VCU's situation at halftime because as every as bad as everything had gone in the first half, for them to be 28-28, having scored the last eight points of the half, I felt like we're gonna win. I would have even I could have even seen double digits. I could not have seen this coming. I mean, this this was a complete uh, effort from top to bottom, from the first second to the last second and a half. Total and utter domination. And it's and a huge statement because you know we've not only we've not only probably we've not only put Richmond away in terms of getting in the top four, we've put the pressure on Davidson, we've put the pressure on everybody else. Now that I think about it, I'm going to look real quick because I want to see who's who's playing who in the A10 tomorrow because we could really use we certainly could use a couple of L's. Let's see here. I don't see what chance we got. Well, we got Davidson St. Louis tomorrow. That's that's just gigantic. I, I'm going to make sure I get all my stuff done uh, so I can watch that game on CBS Sports Network. But who boy, that is that is as big a game for us not playing it. It is there as about there could be. Uh, you know, this is this is just this is you know that is. I mean, again, we can't lose either way because if St. Louis loses, that that almost that almost puts us into the top four, assuming we don't blow it in the next two games. Uh, if Davidson loses, we'll be tied for first in the conference. 
not much chance of St. Bonavich losing to Duquesne tomorrow. And Dayton's at St. Joe's, which could be a little difficult. We'll see. And the good and of, and of course the funny thing is that's a nice one o'clock game. So that's kind of a perfect situation to have that as the appetizer for St. Louis Davidson, which I will absolutely have my eyeballs on tomorrow. I can't wait for that. Uh, and I and I tend to agree with you, Bruce Stevenson. Let's go Billikens. But from purely the finishing in the top four position, a St. Louis loss is just as good. So I I don't think we can lose there. And and Christopher Ace, let me you know you are right because this has happened a lot. You know he says this happens every year. We keep it close at a half and boat race them in the second half. That has happened a few times. And you know what? We've talked. I I I haven't mentioned it, but should have. The last segment of the half and the first segment of the half. We know how much VCU struggled in both of those this year. Not this time. Not this time. Um. And that's terrific. And and Cameron Hines, here's why I like finish. Here's why it's good to get the number two seed. If you do, you're always playing. You want to get one or two in a tournament because you always want to be playing the first game of a session because you know when you're playing. You don't have to worry about oh, does the other game go over? Do it, does it mess with our warm up? Do we have to warm up? Are we warming up and then it goes overtime? We have to warm up again. That's not a problem if you finish as the one or two seed because then. You're playing the first game of the session, which means your game starts at noon or six, and it's guaranteed, and you go. So that's that's uh, that's why you want to finish top two. Uh, so that is it for tonight. Uh, I want to thank everybody again. If, if you're not part of VCU, bad, the good, the bad, and the ugly, you should be. Our game threads are a lot of fun, especially when VCU just rolls it up like this. Uh, also. You know, we do all sorts of things. You know, we have all sorts of like little featuring things like VCU by the numbers and all that. And I'll tell you what, I'm going to enjoy doing VCU by the numbers uh, the next time we do it, which will be Wednesday morning because I imagine v- VCU's numbers, which, I mean, that's the thing. VCU took such a huge jump in the offensive rankings after basically cratering into the 300s. I imagine they're going to take another big jump uh, in the in the offensive efficiency stats because, you know, that was – from an offensive efficiency standpoint, I can't imagine that they've they've had a much better game than that. Uh, 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 certainly not a much better second half than that. So that's what we do in that group. Join us there. Remember, Lady Nolans, our sponsor. We love them. We love. I love Cajun food. If you love Cajun food, get on down there and have some, especially to celebrate a win like this. Because my God, it feels good to sweep Richmond. It feels so good to sweep any of our in-state rivals, but it especially especially feels good to sweep those guys from SUNY Henrico over there and, and send them back, send them back down Three Chopped Road and over the Nickel Bridge or whatever they call it now, and and send them back there with their tails firmly tucked between their legs because I love it, I love it. So Wednesday night, I will be here. We'll be live again in the in the Facebook group. The podcast will drop Thursday. I can't wait for it. Big senior night. Senior night for our man, Vince Williams. Turn out for this guy. Go to that, get to that game. Celebrate him. What a massive career he's had. And another great night tonight that's got to be putting him in the conversation for A-10 Player of the Year and First Team All-Conference. So go celebrate him Wednesday night. And I will look forward to speaking to you all then. Thank you all for listening. Enjoy this win. 
because it was fantastic. And I'll see you in the group Wednesday night and in podcast land Thursday morning. Thanks so much. Have a good night, everybody. To submit a question for George to answer in an upcoming episode or to inquire about sponsorship opportunities for this podcast, please email ramsrewind at gmail.com. To participate in the post-game Facebook Live with George, join the Facebook group VCU Basketball Fans, The Good, The Bad, The Ugly. We'll be back after the next game, and thanks for listening to this episode of Rams Rewind.